Hello and welcome to Live and Word Ministries. We're impacting lives and changing the world. Join us as we dive into the Word of God. Chapter 5 and verse 6, please. <coughs> Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Okay. So it says, we'll read together. It says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Read that again. It says, we're reading together. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Okay. So the definition of hunger, it means, or physical hunger, it says to feel discomfort or weakness caused by lack of food coupled with the desire to eat. We feel discomfort or weakness caused by lack of food coupled with the desire to eat. So my question for all of us this morning is, what are you hungry for and what have you been consuming amen so day-to-day life 24 hours in a day there are many things that we consume okay so if we think of physical food you will have breakfast lunch dinner and then you have your snacks but you know there are other things that we consume as well things that influence us things that enter our hearts So it doesn't just have to be social media. I know everybody always says, oh, you consume a lot of social media. It's not just the social media. What about the news on the TV? Those WhatsApp broadcast messages, they all feed something. We consume it whether we realize it or not. Unconsciously or consciously, we're eating something. But the Bible tells us that to hunger for God, it means to feed on Jesus Christ, the bread of life. Amen. And his word is the best nourishment for us. It gives true satisfaction. Amen. So in all these things that we're eating, do you know athletes, they have a very, very, very strict diet. Um, And even as us, we know that we're running a marathon, right? But the things that we eat has an impact on our performance, isn't it? Right? So... The food that you're fooling yourself with, if you're not fooling yourself with the right things, there's only so far you can go. There's only so fast you can go. Your your potential is capped, right? So a lot of us are eating junk food, spiritual junk food, fast food, fast food, things that for temporary seasons we may feel like we're full up. We may feel like, okay, we've eaten what we need to eat. But the truth of the matter is we need more nourishment for the work that is ahead of us. We need more. And people that do long-distance running, do you know they carbo-load? That means they have a very high carbohydrate diet. And the reason they do this is so that it comes to a point where they need the energy that the carbohydrates provide. If they want to see that finish line, if they want to reach that final post, They need the energy that it provides. And we know that we need the bread of life. We need the bread of life. If we read Matthew chapter 5 again in verse 6, and I'll read in the Passion Translation, it says this. It says, 
Let me get it up for us. The passion it reads, oh no, it's amplified. Sorry, it says, "Blessed, joyful, and nourished with God's goodness. Nourished with God's goodness are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness." Hallelujah. We need to hunger for Him. But it's different. It's to have a strong craving, a strong desire. Have you ever had a craving for something? I remember when I was pregnant with Isaac, all I wanted to eat was chicken wings. Chicken wings, sandwiches, and gummy sweets. And I remember one day I said to Xavier, Xavier, I want chicken wings, I want Morley's. So he said, okay, I'll go and get it for you. But he took two minutes. It was gone for 15 minutes. 15 minutes was too long. So what did I do? I went to Uber Eats. And I ordered my chicken wings. And I ate it to fulfill my craving. And then when it came, because I had a craving. And I needed to, I couldn't think straight. I couldn't even work. I needed to be filled with what my body was, what my body needed or wanted at that time. And I found every resource, every means to make sure that I had what I wanted to eat. Because that is how strong my desire is. So how strong is your desire for the word of God, for the things of the spirit? for the things that he's called you to do, for the promises that he has over your life. Does it take over that desire? Is there a strong craving that if you don't have it, oh, you're restless, oh, your body cannot rest because you need that thing that God has said for you. Amen. 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 We're going to read from Luke chapter, Luke chapter 4 from verse 1. Luke chapter 4 verse 1. It says, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. Then the devil said to him, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become a loaf of bread. But Jesus told him, no. The scriptures say people do not live by bread alone. Jesus told him no. You see, what the devil was offering Jesus was temporary nourishment and fulfillment. Jesus was hungry, and the hunger in itself was not a bad thing. But the way that the enemy twisted it for it to come forth, that was where the issue was lying. The Bible says that Jesus was hungry. Can you imagine you haven't eaten for 40 days, and somebody says, would you like some jollof? Would you like some wachi? Upon chikrakra, wusong fufu. But in order to have this meal, you have to do something. And Jesus said, no. That thing that you're asking me to do, I can't do it. Because I honor my father more than I honor my hunger. My hunger doesn't, is not the one that drives me. It is to do the will of God. That is what is driving me. You see, that bread was only temporary nourishment. But it cannot and it will never equal fulfillment or sustainment. He was saying, I cannot live on this thing that you're offering me. If I eat this bread today, tomorrow I'm going to be hungry. Or maybe later on in the day, I'm going to feel peckish. But God has said something to me and it's going to sustain me. It's going to carry me through. The spirit that led me here is going to be the one that's going to carry me through until the very end. I'm going to be strengthened until the very end. And so I'm going to hold on to that promise. This bread that you're offering me, this bread that the world offers, 
the lure of working Monday to Sunday is temporary. It's temporary. It's fickle. That means it, it's fading. That means it's, 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 it doesn't last. It doesn't last. Hallelujah. And Pastor, Pastor E, he said something last week in our meeting. He said, with creativity comes responsibility. And in Bible studies, we've been talking about Genesis, the story of creation. We're still, we still haven't got past verse 26, but that's okay. That's a story for another day. We're still doing verse 1 to 26. And the Bible says that God created us. The one that created us has a responsibility to sustain us, doesn't he? He has a responsibility to make sure that we are well fed. And he's done that in the form of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the bread of life. The bread that was broken for our sake, that in his brokenness we may be made whole. Amen. Amen. And the Bible says, he says in verse in Psalm 23, says that he has prepared a table before us. And when it comes to that table, there are many things on that table. On that table is restoration. On that table is healing. On that table is provision. On that table is clarity. On that table is where he shares and he casts vision. But you know, in order to be forward, you have to continue to eat. You have to continue to eat. You can't, eat one, you can't eat one meal a week and think that you're going to be fulfilled and think that you're going to grow and think that you're going to get stronger. It's not going to happen. That's a hunger strike. That is a hunger strike. In order to grow and to be strengthened, oh, you need to eat. You need to continue to eat. It needs to be the thing that you desire more than anything. You cannot just eat on a Sunday morning and expect that to fulfill you for, the, for your days. It cannot. By Monday, you'll be hungry again. There's a big God-shaped vacuum, a big God-shaped vacuum in our hearts and in the hearts of man. And there's no created thing in this world that can fill that shape. The only thing for spiritual hunger is spiritual food. The only thing for spiritual hunger is spiritual food. And Jesus said in John chapter 4, he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus, our great example our high priest, he said that the food that he wants is no physical food. The food that he has, that he desires, that he craves more than anything is to do the will of the, God, of the Father that sent him and to finish it. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to ask you again, what are you hungry for? And what have you been eating? Amen. And, you know, we have... There's a correlation between eating and hunger. There's a relationship between eating and hunger, and that's appetite. So, and you know, the thing that you are hungry for, it determines the course of your life. It determines the path that you take. Whatever you are hungry for, that's what you're going to seek out to eat. Even if there's rice at home, you're gonna seek out to eat that thing that your appetite wants. But, a person, for example, a person that is sick, more than anything, 
more than anything, all they want is to be healed. A person that is in debt, more than anything, more than anything, all they want is financial freedom. But how do we go about it? Do we trust in the word of God that says, by his stripes we are healed? Do we trust in the word of God that says he'll provide all our needs according to his riches and glory? Oh, what do we do? We listen to these people on Instagram, these YouTube people that say, invest with me, cryptocurrency, without any understanding for a quick fix. God is not a microwave God. You can't, you can't force him to, to, you can't rub the lamp and he's a genie and then he just gives you what you want. No. Hunger for him. Because when you hunger, the Bible says you'll be satisfied. Not that you'll be filled, you'll be satisfied. That means you've eaten until you are content. Amen? So, so just an encouragement for us. Let us continue to seek God. Let's continue to seek the things of the Spirit. We've been asking God for many things. We've been asking God that in his presence the sick will be healed. We've been asking God that we want to see signs and wonders in his presence. We've been asking God for prophecy. We've been asking God for interpretation of tongues. We've been asking God for signs and miracles. And those things come to those that desire them. Because Paul said, desire spiritual gifts. Desire them. Crave them. Have an appetite for them. Amen. Amen. I'm not talking to myself today. This is for all of us. Amen. So just as the hunger for the body we eat drives us to eat physical food, the hunger of our spirit should drive us to eat spiritual food. The Bible says that Jesus used to wake up early in the morning. He used to leave the disciples and he would go and spend some time with his father. He needed to be charged. He needed to, he needed to be filled up. He needed to be filled up. The psalmist said, one thing that I desire and that will I seek after is that I may dwell in the house of the Lord. That thing that I desire more than anything, Lord. Lord, more than I want this for my child, more than I want this for my marriage, more than I want this for my career, Lord, is to dwell in your presence. Oh God, it's all that I need, it's all that I want. Oh Lord, it's the only thing that drives me. The only thing that drives me. There's a song by Sinach, and the chorus goes, I want more of you. The more I know you, the more I want to know you. Jesus, more of you. You see, the more you eat something, the more you have an appetite for it. If you've never tasted something before, you can never crave it. If you've never had something before, you can never crave it. Has anybody here eaten cassava leaf before? So that means you can never crave it. That means you can't wake up in the morning and say, that's what I want to eat. But as for me, <laughs> when I wake up in the morning, if that's what I feel like eating, I'm going to defrost it in my freezer because I've eaten it before. And so I crave it. See, that if you don't continue to feast on the word of God, you can never increase your appetite for it. You can never increase your craving for it, your desire for it. No, it's going to be a snack. The word of God is not a snack. How can bread be snack? How? No, it is fulfillment for your soul and for your spirit that is hungry and is always hungry. And if you don't feed it the right things, oh, you'll be eating, eating, eating the wrong things and you're still not full. Amen. Amen.
Nothing in this world can give us true satisfaction other than the Lord our God. There is nothing, no matter where you look, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter what you eat. Do you know, even people that don't believe in God are looking for him. They don't know that it's God they're looking for. They're searching for something. That's why they'll try all these other things. They'll be trying meditation. They'll be trying uh, uh, yoga poses. They'll be trying all, all manner of things just because they realize there's a vacuum in their heart, in their spirit. And everything they're trying is not working. They will try palm reading. It's not working. They will try these tarot card readers. It's not working. Oh, because there's only one thing that can satisfy the heart. Jesus, you're all this heart is longing for. Hallelujah. And when we open our hearts to him, he says that, in fact, let's go in Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 from verse 20. It says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. What a great honor it is to dine with Jesus. You know, the disciples are very lucky. They sat physically with him and they broke bread and drank wine. Oh, but how much more fortunate are we that we have the spirit of God? That no matter where we are, wherever we're sitting here right now, you're on the bus to work or at your desk at work, you're taking something somewhere or you can commune with the Father. You can partake of a meal with the Father. You can be filled up with the things that he has for us. Everywhere, anytime. There's no limit on how much you can eat. It's a buffet. And he's given it to us freely. If only we will come in and eat with him. And dine with him. And share that meal with him as friends. As friends. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That thing that you desire, be careful. Be careful. Where does sin come from? Our desires that entice us and draw us away. Our desires that entice us. Bible says, when Eve saw the fruits, she saw that it was good and desirable. Be careful of your desires. Be careful of your desires. Hallelujah. Be careful of your desires. Amen. And so, what time do I have? Okay. Let's go to Genesis chapter 29, please. So, so Genesis chapter 25, sorry, verse 29. If we're there, can we say amen? Chapter 25, verse 29. And it says, one day, when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau arrived home from the wilderness, exhausted and hungry. And Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. And it says, this is how Esau got his other name, Edom, which means red. And all right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn. 
Look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me now? But Jacob said, first you must swear your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling all his rights as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. He showed contempt for his rights as the firstborn. Some other translations said he despised his birthright. You know, a lot of the time when we speak about God, we say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why don't we say the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Esau? Esau was hungry. And the Bible says that in, in those days, he said, Esau was firstborn and thereby, thereby he, had a, he was a legal heir to the family birthright. That included the covenant between God and Abraham. And the birthright was a link to the line of descent through which the promised Messiah was to come. But Esau treated his birthright carelessly. He had a temporary hunger. Temporary hunger. Yeah? But he gave up that which had lasting effects. And for generations to come, that was impacted by somebody's hunger. He said, what good is my birthright to me now? I'm hungry. And all this while, every time we're mistreating Jacob, calling him a thief, he wasn't a thief. The birthright was his to take because it was given to him by his brother. You see, sometimes we despise the things that God has given to us because of temporary fulfillment. Something that had lasting hunger, that lentil, lentil stew, vegetable soup. And he gave up his birthright, the land of succession to the Savior. All because of temporary hunger. He didn't value it. He disregarded it. He, the Bible says that he, he despised it. Or by the time that he was hungry for his blessings, it was gone. He said, oh, Father, please, do you have anything for me? No. Because you said you didn't want it. You gave it up for something that you thought was going to fool you up there. So now you eat that and be filled. May we never be like Esau. May we never give up the things that God has given for us for temporary pleasures of fulfillment. It will not pass us by in Jesus' name. And so again, I'll ask us all, what do you hunger for? What are you hungry for? And you see, if you don't have a strong desire for God, it's because you're filled up with something else. You've been snacking on other things. You've been snacking on the things that maybe the world has to offer you. You've been getting fulfillment from somebody else other than the true well, the true living water, the true bread of life. You know, sometimes you have to fast. You know, you have to fast to remove your, move these things from your system. You have to purge yourself so that there's enough room for what you actually need to take into your body, for the thing that will sustain you. And so I, don't want, I want us to all stand upon our feet as we pray. That God will be the supreme hunger of our hearts. He will be supreme in everything. 
and in him alone we'll be most satisfied so that his name will be glorified in our lives. Amen. Father Lord, we thank you, we honor you, we glorify you. Father Lord, truly you are all that this heart is longing for. We pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you will open our eyes to the things that we've been feasting on, the things that we've been snacking on, those things that we have been consuming, Lord. Do not help us to grow in you. Do not help us, Lord Father, to be stronger in you. Father, Lord, truly you sent your son to be the bread of life so that if we eat of him, we'll never hunger or thirst again. Lord, you give us everlasting fulfillment, O oh God. We pray the prayer that Jesus prayed that our food is to do the will of the Father. That is our heart's desire, O oh God. O oh God, that in everything that we do, we'll be most satisfied in you. That, Lord, you will be our deepest craving. Our appetite will be for you and the things of the Spirit, O oh God. O oh, Father, Lord, that we will be hungry for you and for you alone. That the things of this world will not get our attention, O oh God. O oh, Father, Lord, we fast from the things that have been distracting us from you. We fast from the things that have been distracting us from you. O oh, God, that we, O Lord, Father, may be filled up with more of you. O oh, Lord, we desire spiritual gifts in this place. We desire your, more of your power, O oh God. More of your anointing, O oh God. More of you and less of us, O oh God. And less of every other distraction, O oh God. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we glorify you. For you will be the greatest desire of our hearts, O oh God. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Fixed on you. Fixed on you. May we not despise. May we not despise those promises that you have given unto us. May we never throw them away cheaply, O oh Lord Father. May we not put them in contempt, O oh God. May we cherish them and hold them, O oh God, as special gifts from you. Special gifts from you. O oh Lord, we thank you. O oh Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you were blessed by today's message, why not share it with a loved one? And as always, stay connected by visiting our website at www.lwmi.org.uk. We hope you were blessed.